This is Create the Next from Pro CFO Partners, where every week we explore strategies and ideas for financial management and growth to help today's businesses put their financial picture in context. Welcome back to Create the Next. I'm Chris Bentliff, and today I have Randy Talcott joining me. And Randy, it's so nice to uh, to have you joining us today. And we're having a conversation that I think is interesting, um, especially in uh, kind of the 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 business climate or the economic climate that we're in, which is uh, we're talking about raising capital, and there's a lot of reasons to do it. And I wonder if there's new reasons or uh, a new pressure, maybe not new reasons, but I wonder if people are feeling uh, differently focused on it uh, in these moments or in these days. But I don't want to jump the gun. I want to get your take on things. So welcome to the show. And let's talk about raising capital. Why would I want to raise uh, capital to start with? Well, thanks, Chris. Um, and there, there are lots of reasons that people raise capital. And, uh, you know, one of the reasons I wanted to talk about this is that many entrepreneurs who are, who are very good at the substance of their business have no idea what it means to raise capital or why they should or how much to raise and so forth. So it becomes really it becomes really important for many businesses because they, they may be raising capital um, to to start up their business. They may be raising capital to fund losses. A lot, a lot of companies have a plan that says, well, you know, I'm going to become profitable in 12 months or 24 months. Well, what do you do in the interim for, for cash? Um, other companies, on the other hand, are well established and they're, they're looking for capital to finance a particular project or they may need working capital. Perhaps their business is cyclical or, or seasonal and they need to get through those periods where, where capital is really tight. Do you have a formula for? Uh, how I know when it's time, because I, 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 I've seen organizations, I've been in organizations before where um, our prospects are looking good or whatever. And, and so capital gets raised, but then things change. And I wonder if, if folks jumped the gun or it was too late. And by the time uh, some of that capital was finally, you know, uh, released, you were playing catch up. So is there a, a sensibility about this is the time when you should really be thinking about this? Sure. That's a really great question because many people don't think about it and they are put into a position where they're raising capital when they don't have it and when they're desperate uh, for capital. And that's really the worst time to do it. So what what I like to do when I go into a, a business for the first time is do some financial projections. Now, part of that is making sure that we have a good accounting foundation in the first place so that we know what our ongoing revenues and expenses really are. Um, but then we try to look into the future and we try to do this looking at each month for the next, at least the next couple of years, uh, uh, ideally three to five years, but, but we often just start with one to, to, to get our projections right. And we do not only income statement projections, but balance sheet projections and sometimes cash flow statement projections, because those will show us where we're likely uh, to see stresses in our capital structure or in our cash flows. Um, we also like to stress test those a little bit. So, okay, we've got what our best idea is right now, but what if there's an economic downturn? What if there is a bump in the industry? Um, what if something else happens? So, so we like to, to maybe uh, discount the, the revenues by 10 or 15 or 20% to, just to see what the impact on cash is. 
And by doing that, we can kind of tell exactly, you know, where the problems are in which periods or at which which times of our, uh, our, our development we might be having issues. When we think about raising capital, I think some folks think about it uh, as like capital expense. They think about uh, new property or new rent or whatever. Some folks think about acquisition. Some folks, as you pointed out, think about just operating costs, startup funds, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. And I feel like for the small business or the entrepreneur, you know, 30 grand, 50 grand can be like, oh, that's that's all I need. But then we're getting into two, three, seven, 10 million. Uh, how, how do I go find the financing that I need? Because those are, you know, extremely different. That's a, that's a wide spectrum. How should I be thinking about or going about? Should I just be looking online for some great fintech sort of organization? Should I be talking to my local bank? Should I be hitting up my aunt and uncle? What what's uh, what's some advice on where I should be finding my capital? Sure, sure. Another another very good question. And this is the part of sort of finance and capital raising that is uh, really mysterious to many people. Um, but but once you understand how the providers of capital look at uh look at investing money it 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 helps you understand you know where where to look so typically for really small companies that are trying to raise capital to start their business 30,000 or 50,000 or even 100,000 um oftentimes um one of the best places to look is at what i call friends and family capital who who do you know who might be interested in investing in your business and uh, that that's probably one of the biggest sources of capital for really small firms. Um, another place that people go is the Small Business Administration. Um, the SBA has uh, their mission is to is to uh, provide financing for small businesses. Now there are are bells and whistles that come along with that. The the interest rates on small business loans are typically fairly low, but owners have to provide. Um, usually a personal guarantee on any funds that they borrow. Um, another place to, to look if you're a little larger, um, may be, uh, the, the equity capital markets. So many of the private equity firms out there <clears throat> don't, don't really, they're not really interested in investing 50 or a hundred thousand dollars in capital. And that's because they're trying to manage a lot of different investments in the, in the, the smaller the investment is and the more of them there are. That just increases the amount of work that the private equity firms have to do. So they're they're typically looking at writing larger checks for a little bit larger businesses, ranging from anywhere from say two million um, on up. I mean, some of the private equity firms are so big they're writing one hundred million dollar checks. So um, and then and then finally, um, banks can be a good place to look. Now it's a little harder if you simply walk into. The branch of the uh, of the local huge national bank and say I want to set up an account. So I always recommend to small business owners that early on in your uh, in your small business career, it's a really good idea to uh, start establishing a relationship or two with smaller local banks because those those banks are really interested. They're invested in the community and they're interested in seeing you grow. Um, and uh, they're more likely to take a close look at your business plan and talk about when the time might be right to provide some bank capital. 
Create the Next is brought to you by Pro CFO Partners, who believe every business deserves to work with an expert CFO to guide its success. Pro CFO Partners are expert financial officers networked across industries, verticals, specializations, and situations. Fulfilling the role of a part-time CFO with all-time commitment, Pro CFO Partners utilizes the innovative and exclusive FGC financial flywheel as a framework that creates momentum to drive your financial functions for sustainable success. Visit ProCFOPartners.com to explore how we can implement a systematic and scalable financial system to help you achieve your goal. ProCFOPartners.com You know, I think that's a really great advice. And you, you mentioned something right there at the end that has been percolating for me as we've been talking about your business plan. You mentioned earlier, you got to make sure you've got your financial statements and your ducks in a row and your reporting and all that kind of stuff. Talk to me a little bit about that. Um, I, I, you know, I'll be small business guy and maybe I've got a P&L easily at hand. Is that all I need? Maybe I've got, uh, you know, some projections uh, right at hand, or maybe I'm in a large organization and my CFO has a spreadsheet that'll take me from here to, to, you know, 2040, but it's really granular. What do I need? Really, like what's the essentials that I should really have at the ready uh, so that I can start to explore this and not be told, well, you're not ready? Sure. So so one of the things that is really helpful early on is to create uh, what we call a flip book or a, or a deck or a it's really a PowerPoint presentation, um, which will, in a nutshell, describe your business. So I, I always say that you need to be able to um, get somebody comfortable that they understand what you do in your business in about 10 minutes, because that, that's really uh, the maximum attention span that you're going to get uh, from somebody when you're talking about just how your business works. And if you can, if you can get them interested in that 10 minutes, they're going to be willing to, to, to listen further. In terms of uh, financial information, one of the a couple of the biggest things that investors are looking for is number one, how much capital do you need? And number two, when do I get paid back? And how do I get paid back? And in order to do, in order to explain that to somebody, you're going to need those financial projections that we talked about earlier. And that's why I think it's really important. If you're thinking about a three-year loan or a five-year loan or even an equity investment, um, for lenders, it's very important that they see financial projections for the entire period of the loan. So if it's a three-year loan, be prepared to uh, to provide them with a set of three-year projections by month. Uh, and they really do need to have, at a minimum, uh, income statements and, and balance sheets. So, so that is the real, those two things, a description of your business, um, and and of course, what you're going to be using the proceeds for, along with the financial projections, are critical. They're absolutely critical to to getting new capital. And you know, frankly, that's we talk about this all the time with ProCFO partners. Is that one thing is in relationship with the other, and with the other, your marketing, your sales, everything needs you to be able to succinctly and efficiently describe what it is that you do and why it matters and and how you make money. And that's. I think that's sometimes overlooked in a in a really basic way. We can get sort of myopic about the things that we're focusing on and forget that that needs to be simply described. I'm wondering about venture capital, which you know I, that's that's a little bit separate from the conversation uh, today. But how important is it? Because venture capitalists will will 
often be looking for, so what's your path to profitability? Is it the same when I'm kind of looking for private equity? Is it the same when I'm talking to my bank? Is that important to them? Um, you know, I think it is. Uh, obviously, nobody wants to write endless checks into a business for years and years without seeing any kind of a return. So you you hear about the you know the A round and the B round and the C round. Those are successive capital raises that people use. And many venture venture capital is an entire entirely different world than uh, the private equity wor world or the banking world. Venture capitalists are willing to take on some of those additional risks that uh, the regular private equity firms and banks and some other sources of capital are not. So when you're talking to venture capitalists, they're they're more willing to believe in your business and to believe in profitability, but they got to that's where the story becomes at least as critical maybe even more so than the financial projections themselves so so people have to understand what what is your product or your service and why is it going to be so success, successful and and they need to be convinced of that before they're going to provide you with capital i love this idea of of having your story and being ready and, and able to tell your story and even positioning it like that um how important I'm thinking about, as we talked about kind of your regional bank or, or your local bank, but I think it would really benefit me to have a wide network of folks who could make introductions to me, who could uh, give me advice, who could steer me in the right way, away from the wrong way. Do you agree? And should I look to my executive advisors, to my peer groups, to my CFO to uh, help establish some of those? Or how do I kind of I don't know. How, how how do I start to make the right handshakes in that conversation with folks that are kind of already vetted by people that I trust? Yes, and all of the above. So I think I think network, I think you cannot underestimate the, the power and the usefulness of networking. And networking doesn't necessarily mean asking for uh, people for things. It, it means letting people know what you do and where your business is and what your business needs right now. So uh, yes, I think I, I think that networking um, is really particularly important in financing because there you know you you look at LinkedIn and and you do web searches and you see all kinds of financing opportunities. you know pe people want to provide you with capital. Well so, sometimes that capital can be extraordinarily expensive and you can get it a lot cheaper. So it's really important to network with those people who you know and trust who can introduce you to uh, reputable capital sources who, who who might be able to point you in the right direction or even possibly provide capital for your business. Randy Talcott from Pro CFO Partners with excellent advice and insight today. Uh, Randy, I really appreciate how uh, your expertise and experience and insights uh, have really I think painted a clear picture and an easy to understand picture about some things that can be complicated and complex and frankly intimidating uh, to a lot of folks, especially in those in the, in the small business world. Thanks for your generosity with that today. Can't wait to have you back for another episode soon. Thanks for listening. And a special thanks to our subscribers. Consider becoming one today. Visit ProCFOPartners.com and learn how we can help you build a framework for financial management and growth.